again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I will be the conductor of this orchestra. Andrew, with me, first chair, Keith. Hello. And the one who's in the back playing the triangle, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was a listener pick, but I actually don't even know if Keith realized it was a listener pick. I did. Oh, okay. But I also I... wanted to play it. Oh, okay. But uh, this was recommended by Chris, who wanted us to give it a shot. And the game is Wandersong by Greg Lobanov and Dumb and Fat Games. I mean, it says in the front that it's also by Emin Dom. I'm assuming they just, I don't know, made their studio called Dumb and Fat Games. Maybe. But uh, this game was a Kickstarter game. And it, as you can obviously tell, it was fully backed. But essentially, this game is a 2D platformer. That is essentially just a puzzle game where you are kind of solving various issues by singing in different notes. And basically you are trying to prevent the world from ending. The actual pitch that I feel this game is, do you like that hit famous game Simon Says? Do you wish that game was a video game? Well, I have a game for you. Or did you play Legend of Zelda The Ocarina of Time and wish there was more segments where you played the actual Ocarina? Well, I have a game for you. <laughs> so Andrew didn't like this game, I guess. <laughs> well, actually, I okay, for actually a good chunk of this game, this was a pass for me. I really was just like, this, the gameplay for me was just really kind of repetitive at first. But I, in the end, I actually think this is a game. I absolutely loved the story and the characters of this game. So I'm obviously going to get more into it, but for me, this was a game. I guess I'll go next since it was my pick semi- pick or something anywho i thought it was game really top to bottom for me there was a point maybe about three quarters of the way where i was thinking yeah kind of wish this was a little shorter but aside from that one negative yeah he said characters is good it's based around music and the music is really good it's fun i liked it game yeah for me it's a game as well it took me a lot longer to beat this game than it was supposed to i noticed that it actually was very frustrating watching andrew just whiz through it (laughs) and i mean that's the thing like it's it's an easy game so for me it was great i mean you don't you can't really fail in the game so i mean yeah it's kind of a win for me right there (laughs) so yeah it looks like all three of us agree so yes this game at first for me it uh, it was a bit of a pass for me i was like this is just really kind of boring but starting off, I think the best thing hands down about this game was the story. I was actually really impressed how much I enjoyed the story. It's been a while since we've played a game that I actually really cared about like what happened at the end. Yeah, me too. And I feel like I've just been waiting and waiting because usually I'm just like, okay, come on, come on. But I actually wanted to hear what the character said, wanted to find out what happened to all of them. And it was kind of refreshing. It, it was. So for me at first, I thought I was going to hate the story. Because essentially the story is, hey, you're a bard. You try to pick up a sword and realize, oh, you're too weak. You can't use a sword. All you can do is sing really well. And you're right at the beginning told your world's coming to an end. But in order to save your world, you got to sing to the god the earth song. And you basically got to travel around the world and get the earth song. So it's like, okay, this is just going to be a, ah, let's go on a fun adventure. I got the song, the end, like generic story. But no, the story actually is a lot of fun. And the people you meet along the way. I mean, you meet pirates, witches. I mean, it's pretty crazy. It really is diverse. I, so the game is breaking, broken down into seven different acts. And each and every one of the acts, aside from maybe 
two, because you circle back to some of the same areas, are all just vastly different areas. And even when you come back, everything's changed. And it's just, yeah, it's everything's a new environment. It's it's always telling a good story. Yeah, I agree. Well, not trying to get too far ahead, Keith, but I actually disagree. The thing I thought I hated most about this game was the environments and the graphics. And really? not to get too much into it, but I thought this game straight up looked like a JavaScript game that you played on your internet browser. Well, they, I mean, I think that they did change a lot of the landscapes for different scenes, but it is kind of like the um, old man's journey where you hop up onto different levels. Yeah, everything is just 2D, but you can hop on a platform and it like has you in the background. It's weird and it's very confusing. I didn't find it that confusing at all. I thought it was pretty intuitive once once you figure it out at the very beginning of the game you just know what to expect and what to look for see the thing that i really didn't care for in the game and it's kind of like a small gripe is i thought that sometimes it got a little bit cheesy but i also like that because the main character is very positive he's like we're gonna do it even when things get hard but there's a couple times where even he kind of loses faith a little bit but i did think some of the dialogue was a little little cringy but not so bad cringy how just a little cheesy. I mean, sure, but I think in a way your character's supposed to be this sort of, I don't want to say a simple person, but yeah, he's just, just like you said, he's always happy. Singing is his life, and he won't let anything stop him or get him down. I no. think I just don't like emotional scenes. Like, I just <laughs> you don't, hate to feel. I don't, yeah, I don't like to feel at all. Jeez, so. don't pull at Liz's heartstrings. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, she's she's like gotten mad at me if I played a movie with her, and it made her have feelings. Cujo. Still can't believe it. Don't make me feel my feelings. (laughs) Yeah, she was very upset when I showed her Cujo. It actually made me hate the hero. I the fact that she was so mean to him. I mean, she she murdered. I I hated her. I I wanted to punch her the way that she treated Bard. I was I was done with her. But I mean, Keith, you made a. I think you just described the Bard in I think just the best way possible, and that is he is just simple, and I think that's just like the beauty of this game, like. I agree with you, Liz. At first, I was like, oh, yeah, some parts of this story is kind of cheesy and cringeworthy. Because basically, the premise of it is just, no matter how small or simple you are, you're special and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, "Ah, that kind of message I feel like you hear so much. And it's just kind of generic. But I actually felt like this game delivered it so well and just did such a good job with the characters that, I don't know, it actually had a nice solid package when it came to its story even its cringeworthy moment moments where i'm like yeah this is very generic well yeah that's the thing i don't think it's the whole game it's just little moments and that's why i said it's a minor gripe it's not yeah. something that i was like the whole time like oh this dialogue is stupid which i have thought in other games um i just thought like it, it dipped low a little bit you know but yeah i mean because like what is so surprising about the writing with this game is as simple as the scheme is with its art style, its gameplay, and like how these characters are presented. I actually felt these characters felt very like human in kind of their decisions and how their characters and how they grow. Like that's what I was so impressed by this game. It's because face value, looking at it, it's like wow, this is super basic. But no, its its characters were fantastically written, which is really surprising to me because. Like Liz said, it's, I feel like it's been forever since we had a game like this. And, I mean, you had, like, the kind of grumpy Miriam. What word would you use to describe her? Crotchety. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have the selfish hero, and you have... So I feel like each of the characters kind of were battling their own things, and yeah, even some the of them failed at the end. Yeah. But I actually felt like the characters grew 
And I never felt like they did anything that was out of place for their personalities. You can also pet lots of animals. Oh, yeah. That is confirmed. <laughs> so lots of petting. many animals. But we were saying before that in the game you're hitting certain notes and you're kind of going in sync with what you're learning. But I feel like there's a lot of mechanics. Like you have to I battle agree, against disagree. the wind. You have to like jump on different platforms to make noise. I mean, I'm not saying it was groundbreaking, like the different kinds of things, different kinds of mechanics. But I do think that they at least tried to switch it up. See, I thought the gameplay of the game was just so simple and boring. It and to me, it wasn't hard. Like this whole game is just puzzles, and I didn't really think any of them were too difficult. Some of them kind of just came out of nowhere. Where it's like, how was I? Like, oh, okay, I'm supposed to be jumping instead of singing at this part. But they added the dance, but I, you never used the dance besides the very beginning. Like, there was never a moment where you had a dance. You could unlock dances, but all they did the was just make you, like, funny, goofy. Though. Oh, yeah. That's all they did was just kind of make you laugh. Because you could dance while, like, a middle of a conversation's going on. And that always kind of made me laugh where you do, like, this awkward dance when people are talking about how their family members died and stuff like that. But the gameplay mechanics were very much like I said at the beginning. Simon says where, oh, seeing left, right, up, down, and you just copy that pattern. Or like the Ocarina of Time from Zelda where you just play a certain note sequence to activate something. So the gameplay to me was just so generic and I just, I didn't care for the gameplay. I think the gameplay kind of came in second though. I think it was supposed to be an easy, chill game. I mean, like I said, you can't lose the game. I would hit the wrong notes and as long as you eventually get it like there's no penalties whatsoever i think it's one of those games that you can come home from work and you know like play an hour and just be chill and look at the bright colors and have the positive bard and just be happy you know oh i love playing it and i agree it's very simple and i was actually you can get into some of the interesting commentary from the developers once you beat the game the person who developed the game greg who's i guess his name's on the studio Basically, he built the whole game just really around that one mechanic of the color wheel. That was the very first thing he built, and so that was really the main mechanic of the game. And it really is all it is. Like Andrew said, there's different ways you use it, but once you figure out how to use one mechanic to move with a color wheel, you kind of do it the same with all the other ones with maybe a slight tweak. I also want to point out that there is other surprises too. I mean, obviously the gameplay switches up, but... It really shocked me. I won't say who, I'm not spoiling too much, but there was a character that you meet that the bard saves in a way and then gets murdered, and it shocked me. I, w- I thought it was not going to happen because it's like a happy-go-lucky game, and it, that kind of just, it didn't shock you guys? <laughs> I feel like you kind of saw that coming just because of the way the game was built. But... but why save him and then murder him? Yeah. Just to move the plot along. I mean, I'm, but that's what I mean. Like, this game was so well written that, like, it had these moments that were very surprising. And I think that's why, that's what kept me going with this game. This was one of the games that the story really drove me to play. And also, there were things that they added that they didn't need to, like the pirate and his love of this mermaid. Which, the mermaids were creepy. <laughs> with the beard? Like, why yeah, is this? Oh, that cracked me up. I He's in love really with funny. a female mermaid. Not a merman, a mermaid. With, with a five o'clock shadow. I mean, no offense if any ladies out there have beards, but you're not expecting it. (laughs) But then they kind of go into, like, his story a little bit, and they didn't need to have that little extra something, but it's kind of great. Well, see, but I think that's one of the really cool things about this game is there's actually tons of side little stories and side dialogues that are built into the game, but it 
doesn't penalize you for not having them. It's just some more you can enjoy in the game. Whether you choose to do it or not, it's up to you. I, I will say my biggest annoyance, too, with the gameplay of this game, a lot of sequence dragged on way too long. I agree. There was Because a lot of these sequence are just like I said, like Simon says, of just copying things. And there's a handful of times where I'm like, okay, you can end this now. Like, I, okay, I got it. You can go. <laughs> even even the end. Like, the end is fantastic. But essentially, you're redoing a lot of mechanics. And I'm like, okay, I'm revisiting the mechanics. And then you do it again. And I'm like, okay. Like, this could you end know, the now. The last fight was terrible. I hated it. Yeah. I made Andrew do it for me. <laughs> you, you can't lose, so I knew I would eventually get there. But the mechanics of it were so annoying, and I just, uh, for some reason, it really grinded my gears. It That is honestly the thing I hated most about the entire game, is that last fight. I didn't think the last fight was too bad, but, I mean, the, I big, issue, me. the big issue with a lot of kind of this game is nothing's explained. Like, you're never getting to an area. That's true. And it's like, oh, you're going to be doing this. Some of it obviously directs you in the right way, but there was a couple of times, luckily I was in the room to help Liz... Because there was one time I remember you went on the island and you're walking around and I'm like, oh, there's a blue arrow in the background. Is that significant? And you were able to figure out that there was a passcode like kind of hidden in the background to open that door. Yeah. So some of it was really kind of hidden, hard to see. I think one of the biggest difficulties of the game, too, is that they always have an arrow. And usually it's from like where you came. But I always like just instinctually thought that's where yeah, I was that's supposed where to I, go. I, I did that, too. Because you just appeared. And there's an arrow, and you think, oh, I go that way. Or sometimes you'd start, like, in a new area, and you have no idea which direction to go. One thing that they did give instructions for is when you're at the academy, and you learn the sequences to change the walls. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed that feature. Yeah, that was, like, the first time they give you a map. Yeah, exactly. Like, why isn't there normally a map? Which, looking at the map, I was like, Andrew, I cannot get to this place. I've been trying for, like, an hour. Like, it's there's an empty spot here. I know I have to get there. And he's like, there's an empty door thing right here wouldn't that lead to it and i was so mad at myself (laughs) you were this hard (laughs) maps are hard to read (laughs) that was a cool sequence though i did like that whole area and yeah i don't know why they didn't give you a map on a lot of different areas that's a very good point but i I thought it was really cool I, i think maybe it was just a way that they just did every level a little bit differently i guess i don't know yeah, like, it would have been nice to have a map on the factory level, like, because you're in a big city, which also, speaking of that factory level, it took me till like, after I played that that town's name was Christmas, and the, the the boss of the factory looked like Santa, so it's like, oh, this whole area is supposed to be, like, a Christmas story? Yeah, I didn't get it until I found Santa at the end of it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. What kind of spoiler alert? He's called the Baron. Yeah, but he's Santa. Yeah, that town was very confusing. I I think it went in a circle. I'm it not did. Sure. It took me a little while to figure that out. Yeah, I it wasn't like that. until I had to get onto the rooftops that I figured that out. So hot tip for you: when you get to that town, it goes in a circle. Because it was also difficult too. Because right at the beginning, your mom's like, "Oh, you need to meet your friend who's on the outskirts of the town." So I'm like, "Okay, I'll just keep going in one direction till it leads me outside of the town." And that's when I was starting to figure out, oh, this is a circle. You have to go down. Yeah, you have to go down. Like Not explained. <laughs> so, yeah, the game kind of lacks when it comes to directions, like as to where you're supposed to go or what you're supposed to do. So I think one of the, luckily, the main reason I was able to blow through this game pretty quick is I was actually lucky enough to watch Liz play some of, I think, some of the more difficult parts. 
So when I got to them, I'm like, oh, I know what to do. You saw my mistakes, yep. yeah. <laughs> so I was able to blow Jeez. through some of the more difficult puzzles. Hey, I I didn't look up a walkthrough. Did you guys look up a walkthrough walkthrough at all? No. I there did. Was, there was one section I looked up uh, on the snowy mountain because I just kept failing at this one part. And there was a developer comment when someone asked the same question about getting across the ledge. And they said, just do it and have faith in yourself. And the next time I did it and have faith in myself, I made it. See, I didn't look up any walkthroughs at all. So I guess you could say not all who wander are lost. I hardly considered someone saying, (laughs) just go ahead and jump across that ledge that you keep failing. I think Keith missed it. I know. Did you not get my joke, Keith? No. Oh, awful. <laughs> ah, it's such a good setup for that. <laughs> I mostly ignore your jokes, so. <laughs> no, but the walkthroughs, I mean, I didn't rely on them, but every once in a while, because I just, I wanted to know what happened. I wanted to get to the game. So if I was stuck on something, I didn't hesitate to pull it up. There was one that the guy sounded. That's what she said. <laughs> there was one that the guy sounded like insanely like Matthew McConaughey. It was really weird. And then there was another one. I found the most annoying walkthroughs. Like, I don't mean this in a mean way because obviously they're doing me a favor by putting these videos out. But I hate when people do voices for characters when they're doing, like, walkthroughs. Like, they get, like, really into it. And I was like, I just want to see how it works. I don't need to, like, know your 20 different characters. <laughs> Can't you just mute it? No, I can, but I mean, <laughs> that takes you have to push buttons. I just buttons. listened. No, oh, I just listened I'm to Matthew McConaughey, and I was like, logic. "Oh, I found a good walkthrough." And then I, this guy was just so flipping annoying. <laughs> but thank you for putting it out, and you know, a for all the effort you put into your videos. I just found it so rude. I didn't even mention the guy, and I feel bad. <laughs> Jeez, let's just tearing people apart on our podcast. I thought this was a positive episode. Here you oh, are, geez. just attacking people speaking of voices which there were none of that was actually one of my favorite mini mechanics or mini details rather yeah was the I way that the dialogue too. yeah each each character had slightly different ways or at least that sound most effects characters yeah well they had sound effects but also the way their dialogue was written had a different um font yeah there we go that's the word <laughs> it's hard so it had a different font that sort of gave you a feel for how that person would be talking i guess yeah like old people were always kind of like it looked like yeah scribbly chicken scratch yeah and then you had the the fancy violinist she had just like a nice type font yeah the agent was was like thick bold text oh basically always yelling yeah why do you think the elderly would have like chicken scratch handwriting i think kind of how they talk they normally mumble a lot Granted, I'm I know, but they usually had to do a lot more cursive in school. Grandparents yeah, always have the best handwriting. But I it's mean, supposed to be depending a Depending on how old you're talking about here, your constitution goes a little bit, or your like ability like to control your hand. So, oh, you know, maybe. your hand can get a little more scribbly. Not in all cases, but in some. But I think, but to your point, Keith, it is interesting because I felt like it helped my mind assigned voices to these people and so like i could kind of picture it being an old person or a young person or something like that so i i actually really loved the different font styles because it also made it easier to distinguish who was talking because some conversations are off screen but you could still kind of figure out like oh the old person's talking there was a moment when the bard and miriam were hugging and talking and i couldn't figure out who was saying what because i didn't notice the fonts <laughs> <laughs> ever at all <laughs> So Isn't it the, the, the very last yell, scene of the game that they hug? When they're like, arg, 
working. Isn't it the very last scene of the game that they hug? I think they hug one other time in the middle. <laughs> okay. But no, sure. I definitely didn't notice the fonts at all throughout the entire game. <laughs> really? At <laughs> all? No, only when they were like yelling and like, arg! <laughs> it was so noticeable at some point. I'm going to have to look at these YouTube videos. I feel like you guys are yanking my chain or something. <laughs> no. How did I not know that? Know. Oh my gosh. That was like oh, 90% of the game. <laughs> does this scare you how unobservant I am? It does sometimes. Liz, do you drive often? <laughs> No. Thank <laughs> God. See, no, aren't you glad that you drive more? No. I hate driving. I'm glad that you drive more, Andrew. I know, and I hate driving. But anyway, back, back on topic. So everyone did have a different font style, but I absolutely loved the character designs. I actually thought there was great detail in the characters, and every character was really kind of fun and cool looking. Like, the pirates really diverse, where you had, like, that short little old lady... You, of course, had your typical captain. Then you had, like, the suave pirate. But then you went to, like, the Christmas town, and you had the guy who looked like, I don't know, kind of a clown, and he was always crying. And whenever he talked, he was always yelling. But I, I don't know. I loved the characters in this game. I did, too. Wait, are you talking about Winston? The one... Yeah, who who wanted to pet the dog? kind of like green and purple Yel- Baldo? Yeah. Not a clown. He, got, he kind of looked like a clown. I thought he was just more supposed to be, like, a hipster. Ah, a hipster that always cried and whined? I mean, I guess that is a typical hipster. No offense to Sorry, hipsters. hipsters. <laughs> we're just offending everybody in this episode. <laughs> Which, I know we're talking about character designs, but I just remembered the character when you're hanging out with the pirates and he takes the ship hostage. Oh, yeah. And they don't I... tell you what to do, so you literally just keep running at him and he keeps punching you or kicking you or whatever, and you're like, what do I do except for keep getting beaten up? Did you talk to the chef who was tied up? Or anyone? No, no, I did eventually. You know, like, I obviously oh. got through that part, but I just, like, they didn't really tell you what to do, so I took oh, I kept a getting couple punched. hits. Yeah. It and ended then, eventually because he got tired of punching me. I didn't talk to the chef. Which I thought it was really funny. Oh, you, that you the... got rid of him by getting him to punch you too much? Yeah. Oh, I gave him coffee. Oh. <laughs> you gave him coffee? You, oh, you, yeah. Oh, you mean the bard? I gave, no, I gave the angry dude coffee. Oh, see, I gave myself coffee and just went crazy. Oh, yeah. See, I he kept punching me until he got tired and ran away. So there's three different ways you can get through that. I wonder That's kind how many variances there are in the game that we just don't know about. Yeah, because I probably would a lot drank the coffee because you you can give it to him or you can drink it. And I knew that the bard can't handle coffee, and so he ended up I think flying into the water or something. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that actually, but I did, I was like, well, let me try and give him the coffee first, because I first went to use the gun and the sword, and those didn't work at all. And then, yeah, I went and hit him with coffee, and then we ended up having just a nice little chat. He was very sad about why, wondering why his wife left him, and then he just says he's going to go take a nap. <laughs> I like that Keith finds a kidnapper, and he's like, let's have a chat. <laughs> well, you know, I thought I was trying to reason with him, you know. Everyone in that town liked coffee. And so I thought, maybe I'll give him a cup of coffee. And it worked. Also, getting punched a lot worked. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I solve most of my problems in life. Just let people punch me. Oh, I wish that were true. (laughs) I'd punch you so much. And apparently I'm the violent one. (laughs) (laughs) So as nice as the characters were designed in this game, I hated the environments of this game. I thought all the lands and worlds really looked so bland. Like, only, I liked, like, maybe one of the cities, 
But even then, majority of them I thought were so easy to get lost. I Anytime the game kind of zoomed in, it just reminded me how ugly the environments were. And it always took me out of the world. Because I just, I hated the actual style of the game. See, I lights. liked it. And for instance, like the snow blowing and stuff, I think they changed it enough. Like even when you're at the academy versus the desert. I do agree with like the weird panning in this game. Because whenever, I felt like whenever I had to go a long distance, I... It zoomed in on me, and I was like, "Okay, I have no idea where I'm, where I can go." So, it, like, I thought that mechanic was really, really inconvenient. Yeah, I personally, I agree with Liz though. As far as the overall layout of the game or the overall designs of it, I thought it was really nice. I I say this all the time. I like that kind of two D with a three D feel to it. I didn't have any problem really getting lost at all. I, I did in the town, to be fair, but I, obviously the caves were pretty easy to maneuver and that also reminds me i love the bugs because if oh, you're nice really to cool. the animals and you're nice to the bugs they help you in return so the birds will help you the bugs will help you and you could use the bugs to help you get to the caves the more i think about it, there's so many cute things in this game <laughs> <laughs> i had a feeling this was gonna be a you game yeah i thought it was adorable it was and i really liked it it, it was full of puns too if you if you like really dug into a lot of the dialogue with the side characters so many good puns. Oh, yeah. What did you guys think of the music? That was awful. I'm just kidding. That sounded so forced. Yeah, like I, we should I, keep that in there. I actually think that's exactly how we should transition okay, that. How do you think of the music? <laughs> Great transition, Liz. Thanks. <laughs> I worked really hard on it. Well, this game is just 90% music and noise, and luckily this game does a fantastic job with it. Except I did not like when you sing. I never thought it played well. <laughs> like, whenever you do an Overseer song and you're doing a sequence, I always thought it actually sounded kind of crappy. Well, I don't like when you have to play the song and words are coming up. Like, you're, for instance, if you're... Oh, the singing dialogue parts? Yeah, because it's like yeah. I'm trying to read it and play music, and that was just a, too much work. A little bit. When I was doing it well, I really liked it. I felt like it sounded really good, but most of the time, because I could fail, I was just like, oh, oh, eh, oh, all right, well, uh, okay, I did it. So, I liked that I couldn't fail. Yeah, I mean, for me, that was kind of annoying that, like, this game, you literally could just, I feel like, screw around. Yeah, you could just smack your controller around, and, like, you would still pass. Which, actually, by the way, random side note, it's been a while since we talked about this, but this game actually has a good snack ratio. I don't know yeah. if you guys noticed, you can Pretty actually play this game pretty well with one hand. Because you can mm-hmm. push up on the left stick to just jump, or you could click it to go through dialogue. So I was like, oh, I can play with one hand. Except the one thing that kind of stinks is that the pause doesn't really work. Yeah. Like, at first I thought that it was actually paused. But you have no it danger. No, but like, for instance, the, I went to pause it during the coffee scene when I was creating a ruckus. And it's like... The thing kept going, so I would have uh, oh, missed did, the sequence. Oh, during a movie, yeah. Yeah, so for me, it's like, that's kind of crappy. So yeah, just remember, it doesn't really pause. For yeah. the three times that it matters. <laughs> yeah, because there, there is no danger. There's really, like, there's a couple sequences where there's some monsters to avoid, but, like, you're not fighting anything, really. So it's kind of like, eh, it is what it is. But uh, overall, though, the music and the gameplay of it is really good in this game. I do love some... Whenever you're going to an overseer, you're trying to get part of the Earth song. I generally liked those sequences of like different because you're obviously playing kind of like different music. Like sometimes you're playing a type of piano. One time you're playing like a guitar. Another time you're doing like a drum. 
So I, all the pieces of like the Earth song that you're trying to get are actually a lot of fun. And so luckily this game does a fantastic job with its music, with its music. especially at the end. The end song, ah, it hits you right in the feels. Well, the soundtrack is, I think, close to four and a half hours long. So they they put a lot of work into it. So luckily it is actually pretty I mean, it, good. And I agree. I, I feel like it was, agree. it was like 90, probably 90% of their budget because it wasn't in graphics. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, sir. Oh, because there's another thing I wanted to mention a little bit with like the graphics and kind of the actual gameplay of it is I would find a little bit of glitches. Like your character, if you land weird on an edge, really would tweak out on me. Luckily, none of it was game breaking, but it just it didn't work right sometimes. Yeah, I, I got the hero stuck and I showed you. Yeah, I think it was the hero. It might have been the bard, but one of the characters got stuck and I showed you it. I'm like Andrew, look, it's real. Stuck, Liz. <laughs> Liz always finds it. But Liz never, always finds a way. It never broke her game, though. Yeah, I didn't. I had a couple times where he would land funny and he'd be at an angle, but then I'd start walking and immediately it was fine. And I think that was the worst I had. There was one time I noticed if you close out of the game and you come back and it loads up, if it was. I think it's partly how I have my Xbox set up, like I don't fully shut it down or whatever. It got really laggy, so I just closed the game out and opened it up and it was fine again. That was also, again, probably the worst of it. Yeah. So, surprisingly, this game is very solid. But the next thing I want to talk about, which I think is super interesting, and that is actually the achievements in this game. Because, Keith, you're actually the one who kind of brought up a good point with it. And the achievements in this game are actually done so well. At first, I thought I was going to hate it. Because literally every achievement is a secret achievement. There's one you see that says reflection times 20. But then that's all it says. But then when you click on it, it says this is a secret achievement. So it's like, what the heck does that mean? But yeah, Keith, you're the one who made a good point of it that all the achievements you get are from the hero in the game. So everyone keeps saying when you're playing the game that the bard is not the hero. The character that you're playing, you are not the hero. So the bard isn't getting any achievements, but all the achievements are based around the hero. And you only play her for a short time. You play her once, yeah. Yeah, and so a lot of the achievements, you don't do anything. Yeah. And anytime well, you, you do, because you be, you're kind of progressing the story, but I love the way that it does it, because it, like, to your point, it writes them, or Yeah, but you don't, like, kill the, the people, though. She's doing all the work, but you're getting the achievements. Yeah. And that's what I think is so cool. There's like a meta story with the achievements. I actually ended up looking up the achievements because I'm like, well, I don't want to be missing any of these. And when I was kind of going through the list, I'm like, wait, this, none of these achievements kind of make sense. I don't get how you do this. But when you actually start playing the game and like it happens and unfolds, I think the achievements were implemented really well in this game. Yeah, for a game that's just going to hand you the achievements and not make you work for them other than playing the game, it couldn't have done it better. There's, there is one that... I got as the bard, which is defeat the troll. And I don't understand why that one's as the bard. And all I did was sang at it and made it my friend. Like you do with everything else in this game. Well, no, because at that time, too, even when you're, like, doing something with the bard, the troll was defeated by the hero because the troll, the original troll was frozen. And so that's generally how you got an achievement. Like, oh, whenever you okay. killed a boss, you're, you just would enter the room and the boss was dead. But you at least would see that the boss was there, and you, then you would get the achievement. But it was still rewarding it to the hero. Okay, good point. Yeah. Which is kind of, I mean, I get why they did it. Well, I kind of get why they did it. Because obviously the bard is the hero, but this person's called the hero. I don't know, it's really weird. I don't kind of don't really get why they did it that way. Like, why call her the hero? Well, no, really, 
right down to the very last scene of this game. The bard is never truly the hero. All right, hold on, hold on. It, Let's. I know we can talk about it in spoilers at the end if you want. I'm and I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just saying you're never truly the hero. No, but the he kind of is, is because he's always helping people on his side quests. He's always putting others before himself. He's selfless the entire time. He is a hero to everyone else in the game. Where... He's the hero of the game, but he's not the hero of the story. Well, the hero is evil, and she's not a hero. She's horrible. <laughs> So we can agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> I mean, I think we'll have a little bit of a spoiler discussion at the end of this episode to kind of talk with each other, but try not to say that because okay. this game is so worth its story. But I'll save my, my fighting Liz for the end here. But But there's some <laughs> interesting points that yeah, I think we'll talk about. So after we wrap up everything, we'll probably have a little bit of a, a discussion at the end that's spoiler-ridden, so be careful. Ridden. <laughs> Overall, though, this game is absolutely perfect for achievement hunters. This game... I think maybe took eight or nine hours for me. It took me way more. And I ended yeah, up a thousand it. I am. You kinda, you I think we all did. Thousand basically. No, I I'm one short. I'm at nine fifty, and I know I could go back and get it, but I'm just so lazy. <laughs> like when it comes to achievements, it's like I really do want a thousand a game because I don't know if I've ever a thousand a game. I think you must have. So I feel like I should go back, but I kind of don't care to. <laughs> You should. It's it's a super satisfying feeling, and if it's one with a hero, it's probably super easy. Yeah. So I highly recommend this game for achievement hunters. So getting into our final thoughts, Keith, why don't you tell us since this was your pick? I feel like I've been really positive this whole year. This is another game I just really liked a lot. I liked the music of it. I really liked the art style of it. The playstyle was simple, easy, and fun. Easy a thousand gamer score. And right down to like every small little detail, including what we forgot to mention, it was the little Zelda noise that they threw in at one point when you sort of unlock doors. It was a great game, and I give it an 85. So, as I kind of said in the beginning, first, did not care for this game. I was just like, this is really basic. It's not very hard. It's Its story seems generic. But after like two-thirds of playing it, which I know some people argue like, oh, if you know, you're know you finally enjoying a game after two-thirds, it's not a good game. After, which I understand, but for me, like it did kind of open up my eyes and like see where this game was going and the things that this game was doing. And it is just so surprising at how well written this game is. And I really enjoyed the music. The gameplay I did think was really repetitive. I didn't care for the graphics. So overall, though, I do think this is an absolute journey that you should go and experience because it was a lot of fun so for me i think i'm giving it a game and i'm giving it an 80 i'm with keith i think i'm gonna get an 85 because there are some things that would change about it but overall it's accessible to everyone and i just feel like they put so much love into this game they put so much love into the characters and the dialogue and the music and it just feels like a project of love you know what i mean so but yeah looking at metacritic there were enough for xbox so i don't have any numbers for that although there was one critic review who gave it a 60 Wow. Yeah. He's he's very bitter. (laughs) Looking at Switch, PC, and PS4, it was all around around 80. For PS4, the users gave it a 5.7, though. So it kind of, like, varied a lot with... I think it's a game that you either love it or hate it. A lot of people love that it switched up the gameplay and the tone and everything. But but I think that a big complaint with the game is kind of like what Andrew said. It is a bit easy if you're an actual gamer if you're a noob like me it's great but i just saw andrew whizzing through it it wasn't a challenge for him so keep that in mind 
Yeah, but since it's on Game Pass, it's it's so easy to pick up and experience this journey. Every game doesn't have to be hard to be a good game. No, and I I agree with that. And, and but if I, I, mean, I just want a challenge, yeah, if you want a challenge. But the people out there who just only go off of that, like, Ugh, it's too easy. I don't like it. Yeah. But if I spent money on this, I probably maybe be a little disappointed. Actually, I don't know because I did really enjoy the story by the end of it. But this isn't kind of. I feel like this isn't a game I'd ever like revisit again. Yeah. Well, there's no replayability to it, so why would you? Yeah. But yeah, I like games where you feel like you're actually gaining skill, like you're getting better along the way. And obviously, this isn't a game that you're going to feel that way. You don't have to practice the music skills. You're not going to be tested on it later on. So. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. So thank you all so much for listening. Uh, in a little bit, we'll probably discuss a little bit more of the story. But if you want to write us an email, you can message us at GamePassGrabBag at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at GamePassGrabBag. We are also on Twitter at GPGBPod. We also have an Xbox Live Club at GPGBPals. And we also have a YouTube at GamePassGrabBag. Is that it? I mean, I feel like we have too many things. <laughs> so many things (laughs) follow us on all of them yeah so I mean or follow us on anything please like comment and subscribe because we love you guys and we love hearing from you so I've been your hardcore gamer host Andrew you can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird01952 I'm also a mixer where I stream the games so come and join me on my streams and say hi I always love uh, talking to you people and I'm still Keith uh twitter keith lynch 121 and xbox little fluffy and i'm liz the noob come on md and i'm on twitter at liz the noob noob is ew Alrighty. so as i said we're gonna be talking a little bit of spoilers here because felt like we were starting to get an argument and didn't want to spoil anything for people so if you don't want to hear spoilers please turn off the episode now we're arguing because <laughs> there's also gonna be fighting you're not listening anymore so okay i kind of wanted to talk to the end about the end of it so obviously the hero, it's ironic because the hero, as Keith was saying, is the hero of the story. But to the bard, yeah, she is a villain. No, and but she's given that title. She doesn't save the universe. Yeah. Bard does. She's nothing. She's Well, she is the hero, quote unquote, of the god who's trying to destroy the world. She was given the title, but she's not really a hero. But yeah, no, she's a hero, I guess, in title alone is, I guess, what you're saying, Liz, which is well, true. Yeah. Because, yes, the whole point of the story is that she is deemed the hero, and you're right. She's evil in the way that the game plays out, but at no point are you ever supposed to save the universe the way that you do. It just so happens that because of you as end up being the hero and actually pulling it off. But she also... So you are the hero, but you're not meant to be the hero. That's what my whole point is no and that's true but for me like i don't really consider her a hero when she's just doing it all for being significant for her being the hero she doesn't care about anybody but herself she doesn't care about saving the universe like she could have at least let the bard try and she refused to because she wanted to be the hero and so for me that makes her the opposite that makes her a bad person so for me i don't think she's a hero at all even if she successfully did what she was supposed to which is kind of like restart the universe or whatever she's still a bad person she still did for the wrong reason so she's not a hero but i think that's the whole point of it is i think that again the hero is never supposed to really be the hero it's kind of almost like a joke at other video games or just video games in general too i think yeah is because it's the whole point of like (laughs) because do we agree because you're well yes and no because i've said it from the beginning is 
she is the hero. She is she still is the called hero. the hero, but she is not the hero. I, I think I feel like hero and the, the word hero it, and champion are synonymous in this game. She's the way they're using the word hero is the fact that she is chosen by the god to end the universe, to be the conduit to end the universe. So okay, in but the, in... you're giving her this title before she's done anything. You don't know if she has the cojones to do it. And so for me, it's like... But she did. She ended the universe. She did. She's charged in and she's killed all these giant overseer monsters. She's been heroic. No, but it's not It's not heroic to, to do things in, like, in honor of yourself and to also kill every single person in the universe just to be cool and just to have that title. That's not being heroic at all. No, that's true. Okay. But also... The whole point is, is she's told that if she doesn't destroy the overseers, that the world will fall into chaos, monsters will rule the world, and basically everyone dies anyways. But why not give so the bard a basically... chance, though? I know, I know, I that's agree. The, that's the problem. She didn't even want to try to save the universe because she wanted to be the hero. So therefore, she did want to see the world burn. Yeah. She wanted people to die because she wanted that title, so... Because she doesn't believe that he can do it, because she's been continuously told that it's all a lie. Everything he's you fighting for can't, can't be done. Five seconds to try, though. I don't. I don't believe that for a second. Don't, yeah, I agree too, Liz. Like to me, that was just I don't kind at of all. Like, Again, eh. she's been given a sword of power. She's basically been told by the gods of the universe that this bard has been lied to by us. So everything she believes is that she's doing the right thing. But she knows the rainbow girl is lying though too. So she knows that there's a chance that she's wrong and the bard's right because she knows that the rainbow girl has been telling the bard that he's also the hero. Wait, are you saying Rambo? Rainbow. You were saying Rambo. <laughs> Rambo. The Rambo girl. <laughs> Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. Rambo. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> but yeah, so she knows that she's being lied to and that the bard's being lied to. And so she did know that there was a chance that he could save the universe. Yeah. No, I see where you're coming from. Which actually, since we're on the topic of the hero, did you guys find her at the end? No. What it, happens At her? the end of the credits, like you kind of walk back and visit some past locations and talk and see how like some of the stories played out. I, I never found the hero. Did Maybe you she got oh, yeah. sucked Maybe. in when you saw like the the world's or the sun like sucking everything in her. So you just, so you think she died? I'm hoping she fell on her sword. <laughs> No, that's a really good point. I didn't. I actually just stopped going through all the extra towns. I did a little bit too, but like I couldn't see her being at any particular location. And also, not only that, you also don't really see the Rainbow Girl. Like you kind of see her a little bit, where she says, "I'm proud of you. You did it," and then that's it. Yeah. Well, that's her job. She's she's there to, to usher in the end of the universe, and the end of the universe doesn't actually happen. But what would the hero even say to the bard? Like, she should be cowering in a cave. I can't imagine her just standing there being like, oh, you were right. You know what I mean? She's, yeah. too, she's too prideful for that. That's true. You're very angry that the game created a villain and just called them the hero. <laughs> I am. I don't know why there's something about her. Because I think, like, the bard is so pure and so kind and just... You're just mad that she killed the dog. That's the only thing you're, yeah. you're basing this off of. Because we were mentioned earlier how the bard saves somebody and then is murdered. Yeah, he turns this overseer who was kind of like turned evil, turns him back into his good self. And he has a little puppy waiting for him at home. And then she just comes and murders him. I'm sorry. You kill dogs. I don't like you. I agree. But actually, speaking of animals, this is a random side note. <laughs> I don't know if you were disappointed, Keith. 
But the chapter with the two warring cities, the first city you go to, everyone has like a little animal with them. And I was like, no way. Is this like a Pokemon style village? It's not. I was so disappointed. Well, kind of, I guess. Everyone does. Did you talk to. Did you have the dialogue with the little kid? No. He makes some comment about, you know, how he's going to. He wishes he had some other Pokemon or. uh, What do they call them? Chins. But he wishes he had another one that, you know, he could fight against his friends. Then he goes, no, nah, just kidding. We don't really fight, but it would be fun. Oh, man. I did miss that. Oh, okay, good. That makes yeah, me happy. Yeah, I saw that. But yeah, the yes. the animals grow old with them, too, because there's an elderly woman who her animal is, like, with her her whole life. But it also didn't make sense because, like, the witches didn't have familiars, but the other people were the animal people. Witches love animals, so it doesn't make I mean, like, yeah. in movies and television stuff. They well, this, the familiars. witches were superheroes, basically. They had capes and stuff. No, Liz needs to go back and change her score. Her score. This has way too many plot holes. There's no familiars. The hero <laughs> is the villain. Oh. Up is down. It makes you think, though. So for me, it's like I like a game that's like. Uh, another thing I forgot. I wanted to ask you guys. So in the game, you can actually name your character. What did you name your character? Uh, I tried to name it Keith. But it can only be four letters. To... Yeah. Then I got to Keith, <laughs> and I tried again, and I just got frustrated, and I came up with Biog. <laughs> B-Y-O-G. Yeah, because you only have a certain number of letters to choose from for each cycle. So for me, I end up being Lime. I was Butt. Ooh, you made a... <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which was awesome. When I saw you do B-U, I knew exactly what you were going for. <laughs> Which was pretty awesome because people were like, hey, Butt, or Little Butt. And I was like, yeah, this is a great name choice. <laughs> I'm mature. I felt like mine was just a weird noise every time. Just Bjarg. <laughs> But I was yeah, I, I'm kind of even surprised they let you pick your name. I thought that was kind of weird. I thought it would have been fine just to be called Bard. Yeah, I just think it was one of the fun little ways that the game lets you do different things without giving you consequence or anything for it. You know, like the whole pirate scene we were talking about. Yeah, I like that when Andrew was doing his name the first time, he scrapped it. And then he put a new name and they're like, oh, you don't even know your own name. Like, they actually <laughs> made like a joke about it. But I did mine on my first try, so I obviously didn't get that. So I like that the dialogue kind of changed for you. Um, But the other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about the ending, I don't know if you guys noticed, but did you notice that the ending or the overall story of this game is actually kind of similar to Outer Wilds? Because, like, both of them were very much kind of like you trying to prevent the universe in a certain way. Outer Wilds did, did it with a time loop. Well, this game more was trying to race against time. But it all, it really kind of... But they both had the two different endings. Like, Outer Wilds, the universe ended and started anew. Well, this one renewed itself. But I thought that was kind of interesting that... Because both these games came out this year, and yet their stories were pretty similar. Because at first I was like, oh, maybe one stole one from the other. But it's like, ah, that'd be hard to do, because both these came out the same year. But they both had a music concept at their core... And they both dealt with kind of saving the universe, which I thought was really interesting and kind of uh, coincidental. Yeah. Yeah, story-wise maybe, but gameplay way different. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this game is accessible to anybody, and then Outer Wilds was so difficult, I found. Like, I actually, like, couldn't get through it. And so for me, it's kind of weird that they're kind of opposite spectrums. And then also, just looking at the graphics and the art style of the games, I mean, I feel like these games could be more different. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously gameplay-wise, but I just thought it was interesting that they both kind of, at their core, had the same kind of story concept with it. So that was kind of cool. I don't know. Just kind of a random thought that popped in my head. No, I, I definitely get what you're saying. Like, they are very similar with 
endings and concepts, but yeah, I definitely like this game. <laughs> but I wish that if I was better at the game, I think I I would really want to give it another go because there's so many people who say that Outer Wilds like changed their gaming experience. Like it is their favorite game that they've ever played. Like I've I've seen so many people comment about how it was just like an amazing inspirational game and stuff and I didn't get that because I didn't enjoy the journey. So for me, I just, I really want to experience what people are experiencing with that <laughs> game. Like, why do you love it so much? I think it's like with Keith, like I, as much as I love Graveyard Keeper, like I can't make him like it. And I feel like no matter how much I play mm-hmm. Outer Wilds, I don't think you can make me love it. And I just wish that I did. I don't know. I forced you to love me. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> But yeah, I think on that note, I think we'll wrap it up here. We made this episode a little bit long with this uh, little extra tangent. Hope you guys enjoyed our discussion. Uh, Thank you all so much for joining us, and we hope to see you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye.